Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I say Brindley, my good man. Good morrow, Simon. No, you have to call me Lane. Ah. Okay, we'll start again. Good afternoon, Brindley. Good morrow, Mr. Lane. I say Brindley, have you read the periodicals of, of late? I have not read the, the news of these classic times in which we live. There is much talk about Lon- around London about, about a certain... Jack the Pusher. Good with me. Oh, well, Daff is lively today, isn't Daff, he? Daff! Daff! Bad Daff! Bad oh. Daff! Bad Daff! <laughs> it's okay. Daff can relax down here. Uh, welcome, everyone, to a classic edition of Peculiar Portions with your esteemed hosts, the Wizard Brindley <laughs> and the Wizard Lane of Victorian time. Indeed, my good fellow. Well, Indeed. So, well so before we go any further... Let me pop out my monocle, give it a little polish. A bit of, a bit of fluff good on the old mon- chair. Monocle fluff. A bit of monocle fluff. And see what it is you have for us to look at today in the periodical assignment. Is, is that actually helping in any way? Oh, it's making it blurrier. Which okay. Perhaps is a good thing it's for okay. this show. I should read it out for you, old chap. I should read it out for... <laughs> <laughs> I should read it out for you, old chap. I should read it out. So, okay. I'm so, going the wrong way around. Shall I get rid of the green screen now? Do we need what? that any longer, Tom? What, what are you talking about, Ridley? <laughs> what <laughs> green screen? <laughs> I'll just move it out of the way. Hang on. I'm, Tom told me I need to move it out. Surely he is a magician, <laughs> for he can change the very locale <laughs> in which we are located upon. Oof. With a mere wash of his hand. <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> and it is gone. It is gone. And, oh, where are we now? Oh! It appears that we have found ourselves upon YouTube, old chap. Not again! Oh, bollocks! (laughs) I save. Can you check my pipe? I fear there's something... Oh, it's gone all wonky, sir. Let me, let me, let me... Boop! It's like, I feel like we need a slide whistle. Let go. Swanny whistle, it's called. Boop! Oh, let me take this off for a moment. What? My nose is really itching. (laughs) Lord. I'm sorry, I I made that fake moustache out of my cat's hair. So... I hope that isn't a problem, old chap. No, terribly, terribly not a problem, sir. It was from their fluffiest hair, which is from around their bum hole. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's why it was so tickly. I I knew that. I knew I knew that feeling as well. <laughs> Recognisable feeling. A nose up a cat's bum hole. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a good way to spend the week, isn't it? So what's in the fucking news in medieval times? Um, yes. I mean, the first story is from medieval times. It's, did this happen recently or a long time ago? To where we are? Just get on with the story. <laughs> Oh, the fastest surgeon of the 19th century? Yes, let's read about this. He's a fine chap. Um, He'll whip your, whip your appendix out in te- just 10 seconds flat. You wouldn't even was, notice he was there. He's like a Flash. They call him Flash Flash Robbie, because his name's Robert. 
Bobby, Bobbert, Bob Bob Liston. Dr. Robert Liston. Um, No, not Dr. Lister, because he came up with Listerine, which is the antiseptic. Um, Yeah, that kills Listeria. Right, which which is... Which is what was named after him. Right, not Listerine. And then... Both um, of them were. And then Dave Lister from Red Red Dwarf was named after him. And I'm sure other people have got the same name over time. But this is not him. No. He's a surgeon, though. He looks very noble. Look at him. Look at his, look at his mutton chops. Oh, they're beautiful. Before anaesthesia, speed man. was essential to minimising pain and improving odds of survival. Yeah. The longer pain goes on, the more likely the person is to just die of pain. I mean, Not if, even like blood loss or anything, just the trauma. If he went into in hospital now, they wouldn't be like, OK, we're, we're going to set a stopwatch. I'm going to see if we can do this as fast as possible. And you'd be like, I've got a round of goals to go to. <laughs> Come on, chop, chop. It's Actually, like, chop, chop. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what they had to do back then. They had to actually chop, chop. Down on the table. If you had, like, gangrene in your leg. Chop your leg off. Chop your leg off. Otherwise, you would die. Well, yeah. I mean, it was serious. It's been our day still. You know, of old time. Probably. Cool. Poor Daff. He's a bit, bit... Maybe we should hide it from him when he's surgery stuff. There's no surgery stuff. We're all right. It's just graphic descriptions. So there's the famous, so here we go. So they timed one of his procedures. Time me, gentlemen, he calls the gathering spectators. Time me! Time me! Time me! Boy, Daff, give me, give me my saw. <laughs> they have a saw. Gosh. Um, and he grabs a hold of the guy's leg, cuts below the knee. Um, I don't really consider this stuff surgery, though. You know? This is what it used to be back then. This is what you had to do. Did they not have like machine-made saws, like saws to like cut through, like buzz chainsaw? Yeah. Would that have been better using a chain? It would have been quicker. Quicker. Well, it it would have been quicker if you're only after speed. Time, me gentlemen. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> exactly. One and a half seconds, sir. Your finest. That didn't have a record that wasn't beaten <laughs> until the lightsaber was invented. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So, um, yeah, chopped a guy leg off, sawing through not just, you know, the skin and the muscle, but getting all the way through the bone and then through the muscle out the other end. Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes? Two and a half minutes, cut a guy's leg off. Doesn't feel very quick. Oh, well, you know, you're using a hand saw, it's just you against flesh. Oh, There's a God. guy lying there going, ah! <laughs> being held down by your friends. Oh, and they're like, see if I can beat the time on this other leg. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Gosh, that's pretty okay. Now you may joke about that, Lewis, but there was a story that may or not be true, right? Um, so apparently, um, one well, time... Let's, no, that's not that... that never, never caused the problem before. So one time, he was amputating a man's leg, got so carried away, he accidentally cut off his testicles. What? So that's like a two for one. Well, three for one. I suppose. Did he want them? Did the guy want... Did who want? Did who want what? Did the guy still need him? Did the guy who being operated on still want his testicles? Yeah, was he? Yes, okay. I imagine. Right. But the doctor probably also wanted them. That's the way he did it. Right. Did he, what did he... Buy those testicles and make a nice coin purse. Was he, was he just, was he just a bit, was he just using a very big saw? Yes. I can see, imagine if the guy had very long and danglies and it was a chainsaw and it was a quick thing. 
you know. Yeah. But like... I mean, he was trying to do it in as quickly as possible. You know, trying to do it in like two minutes. Was he cutting quite high up the leg? He must have been. I mean, if he was doing below the knee and he's cutting a guy's balls off, how, you know, how does that work? It could have been a very hot day. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> that is That does seem unusual as an accident. But there's even worse, right? This is when it's supposedly... It was the... Um... His speed and showmanship. He was like, and now I will remove his leg. <laughs> like exactly. A, like a proper magician of the age. Only also useful. Imagine if you could combine the two. A magician and a surgeon. Yeah. Magical surgery. I will chop off his leg. But then at the end, it would still be there. So you cut someone open and then a rabbit comes out. Yeah. And then a string of sausages. Oh, wait, no, this is intestines. <laughs> oh, back. fuck! Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's a good <clears throat> idea. Or birds can fly out. That'd be yeah. nice. So this guy performed supposedly the first surgery that had a 300% mortality rate. Holy shit. So 300% mortality rate means three people died during it. <laughs> He was operating on one person. He managed to kill three. That is an unbelievable disaster. So he was soaring through a leg. He slipped. His assistant was holding down the guy, right? He was operating on. He cut off his assistant's fingers. Oh, shit. Which led to um, an infection. And apparently when he was switching between like one saw and like a knife... He accidentally slashed one of his other assistants. No, he slashed a spectator. He slashed it a spectator. How close were the spectators? Well, they probably paid to be that close. You know, oh, it's like front did. row seats at the basketball. You know, they want to be right down on the scene and the action. But I mean, in basketball, the worst thing that's going to happen is, you know, you get a ball in your face. Worst thing that happens in this is... You might still get a ball in your face. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Loose. What is he doing? Where did these come from? <laughs> Starts juggling. That's more of his trickery. It is like a showmanship thing. You know, him just like being like... <laughs> it's like the Phantom of the Opera. It's like terrifying. God. So the assistant died of the infection. The spectator he stabbed died of shock. The guy he was operating on also died. Good job. Well done. Only took, you know, three minutes. <laughs> Good job. He could, have gone a, he could have gone a step further, though, and um, hung himself afterwards. Oh, my God. Guilt. No, he went on to do many, many more operations. Gosh, surgeries. Yeah. Like <laughs> hundreds a day. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible time to be alive. I'm so glad that we don't live in these times. God, oh. it was just, I mean, what were they doing? I think the problem was they were only just learning how things worked. Right. Like, even humans though. Humans are full of gristle and fluids and viscous humors. And when they contact together, the foul elements can cause a poisonous vigor to set in in the deep veins. Indeed, Lewis. And we've only just learned that that's true. <laughs> Back then, they thought it was demons. <laughs> Remember? Oh, we're, yeah, the demons. We're in Victorian times I forgot. and shit. Yeah. Remember? Sorry. I don't think we even have antibiotics yet. Oh, I'm not shit. sure. Would you care for some tea, Beth? Oh, yes. Good boy. Don't put his head. Oh, what a good boy. He's a very good boy. I don't die. He's going to lick your face. 
Well, it's all right, so we're going to drink out of the same teacup anyway. God. Mm. What is it about certain dogs that love licking your face? Have you ever met a very licky face dog? Alex's dog is very licky face. <clears throat> I've met a few people like that. Have you? Not so much dogs. Give me their number. <sighs> I think we're done with that story. That story goes on for ages. That we only, more to we it. only cracked the start of that. He led quite a long life <laughs> doing a lot of <laughs> bad <laughs> operations <laughs> on people. Oh man. If you slap a man with a white glove on a street corner, Whilst there is a lady with a petticoat showing, Ooh. if you can see her ankle at three o'clock in the afternoon and the sun is in the air, then you're you... allowed to shoot a welcome <laughs> with a crossbow. <laughs> exactly. Well, there we go. What's up next, Simon? In the peculiar news from the Victor from the Times, we've gone by. Classic. Mm. Oh yeah, this story is from the future. A better, <laughs> a better time. What? Oh, this story. Oh, wait. Time has passed. <laughs> ah, hello, Lewis. It's 1904 now. Goodness me, what's happening today? Well, well, not just today, but all of the summer. The the World's Fair has been held oh. in the United States of the Americans. The population of the world is abuzz with news of startling technological revelations. Industrial spectacle, scientific marvels, magical things. Only now becoming real. We live in the future. You really are getting into the magician thing. I think it's the, the cloak. Outfit. I think it's the it's cloak. It's the cloak. I was do you think the I'm a vampire. Do you think the cloak is cursed and you're being possessed? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so not just the uh, World's Fair in St. Louis, but there was also the St. Saint, Saint Louis? St. Louis? Yeah, Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. What can I say? I mean, that's so good. You got canonised. They named me after it. Um, so there wasn't just the World's Fair, there were the Olympics. Right. The first Olympics held in America. Okay. And this, the, the modern day Olympics, when did they start? Oh, um, probably around about that. Not, 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 not that long ago. They reintroduced them in the sort of late 1800s, didn't they? So yeah, it, it might have just been eight years before then. Can't have been like that much. Oh God, there's a lot of good Olympic stories. I want to hear this one though. Okay, so this is this is a weird one. It was about the marathon that took place. Right. So it's in um, where is it? Where is Saint Louis, Louis? In America. Hey, Louis. Is it Louisiana, Louis? Louisi? Is it Missouri? Is it Missouri? Missouri. It is Missouri. Okay, it's Missouri. So Missouri during the summer Thanks, gets Google. it gets very warm. Right. Didn't know that. Very warm. So it was in the uh, the nineties um, temperatures in Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, and this was the afternoon as well. And this course was it wasn't twenty six mile marathon. It was just under twenty five, but still quite a long way to run in 90 degree plus heat. And also there were big hills. There were big hills across the course. Right. Um, and so also it was... it was through like arid, incredibly dusty land. So some of the paths they were running down had inches of dust that had blown onto the fucking track. Okay. The track as it was. 
Well, um, I guess there's all the regular American stuff like cops with guns and hillbillies and loose murderers and stuff. Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know. There's loads of wacky stuff out there. Sure. Yeah. Um, death. So there were seven hills varying from 100 to 300 feet high. When they did the original <coughs> marathon, did it have any hills? I assume there must have been some hills along the way. Yeah, but these days they tend to just have it on a flat fucking course. Yeah, I'm guessing they don't have those stops with all the people giving out bottles of water. No. Either, back in 190, you know, best you're going to get is stopping at some farm and drinking out of a farmer's tap while think, being yelled at with a shotgun. They give you like a pint of bitter to drink on the way. <laughs> That's probably what it was. This will improve your humours. And people ran Ooh. in like boots and leggings as well. It was very interesting. I mean, really look crap. at this guy. This this guy, look how he's dressed. I mean, he's, he's what, a, what a dapper gentleman. He looks great. Number three. How many people entered? <laughs> Not many. Not many. <laughs> the numbers that I see him are like hundreds of thousands. Yeah. It feels like. Um, I like that. So there was there were issues pretty early on. Um, oh, there was only two places they could get fresh water: six miles and twelve miles into the race. Okay. So that answered that. So they had to do the last <clears throat> thirteen miles dry. Yeah. So um, how far is this in? It's not. I don't know how far it is. It's the first fatality almost occurred. What? <clears throat> So a Californian collapsed at the side of the road, was hospitalised due to hemorrhaging. The dust from the dusty fucking road got into his lungs, coated his lungs. Oh, um, no. It ripped his stomach lining. So apparently like, he was like inhaling it and swallowing the dust oh, that was in his mouth. So what, he... Did he get trampled or something? What? So it was just dust. So literally just dust. He wasn't attacked by a, a horse... He didn't fall down a cliff. Oh, he didn't die. He was no, okay. No, he, he almost died. He all, oh, he died. They that gave him about an hour longer and he would have bled to death. Wow. So what, 32 people started and within like the first few miles he was already, he was already dust, gone under the, to the dust. One medic already out. There was another guy that just started vomiting. John Lauder <coughs> gave up. He just started puking. So he had to pull up. A man from South Africa, Len Tao, was chased a mile off course by wild dogs. Daff! How could I told you there was going to be stuff like this. So what happens when you don't feed him? I told you to feed him, Lewis. Felix Carvajal uh, trotted along in his cumbersome shoes and billowing shirt, making good time, even though he paused to chat with spectators. On one occasion, he stopped at a car. Do you want to do the voice, Lewis? Occupants were eating peaches and asked for one. Peaches? <laughs> he just stopped and started eating peaches. Ah, uh, Hello. And my name is Felix Carvajal. I'm running the marathon. I notice you're eating some peaches in that vehicle. Would you mind sharing them with me? No, piss off. Oh, it's a hot day. Do you know how far I have to run? I don't care. <laughs> it's very dusty. <laughs> but then did you see what he does? <laughs> what did he do? He steals two of the peaches and runs off. Oh, he actually just playfully stole them. Oh! My peaches! And of course, this was at a time when cars couldn't keep up with people. Yeah, cars so they're, were slower they're than running. They're after him. Yeah. And he's getting away. There's a man walking slowly in front of the car, waving a flag. A bit later on, he stopped at an orchard, snacked on some apples, which turned out to be rotten. Yeah. He got stomach cramps. Yeah. And had to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> He was doing oh, so well. And he did something really bad. <laughs> he should have stuck with the peaches. He shouldn't have eaten apples. I, I'm surprised the peaches didn't sustain him. No, Was he just not. scoffing his way through America? 
Sam Meller, now in the lead, also experienced severe cramping. He went into the apples as well. So I think yeah. there was a theory that it was to do with the water they were drinking. So they stopped to drink water, and then mysteriously, a few miles down the road, everyone starts getting cramps. Right. I like this, though. It's equal. You know, everyone has to drink. A everyone level playing field. Everyone, yeah. It's like a little bit more challenge. This is what the Olympics needs. A bit of light poisoning. Uh, so what? Like every sort of... Like the, the, the beach volleyball... With all the hot ladies, yeah. they should all have like diarrhea <laughs> just to like liven things I'm up. Just a bit. saying, that is that what you're suggesting? Maybe Lewis? we should, as long as they've all got diarrhea. Okay, that's reasonable. Then there's no problem, is there? You know, it's when it's when one oh. person has an unfair advantage. Nine miles in, the leader Laws hitched a ride in one of the accompanying cars, waving at spectators and fellow riders. See, this isn't. So he just started cheating. That's not cool. Just started cheating. He just hitched just, a ride. And that's only like less than halfway in. See you later, suckers. He's <laughs> also got a pipe in his mouth, eating a peach. Hicks, one of the early American favourites, came under the care of a two-man support crew, begged them for a drink, but they refused. Instead, sp instead sponging out his mouth with warm distilled water. So I think that's because of all the dust and stuff. So right. they were getting rid of the dust. But and they, they said, don't drink, it'll slow down. I, you yeah, want to keep I, the light wet? I don't understand. I think maybe it's because... Distilled water was safe. They were getting rid of all the dust in his mouth. They weren't giving him drinking water because it wasn't really drinking water. It was making everyone fucking sick. Right. Well, you can't live off only distilled water. We've mentioned that before. Really? Electrolytes. Yeah, it'll kill you. It'll kill you. If you only eat, only drink distilled water, be careful. They have to add it back in often when they sell it. Uh, seven miles from the finish, Hicks's handlers fed him with a concoction of strychnine which is definitely poison, and egg whites. The first recorded use of drug use. Yeah. Strychnine in small doses was actually a stimulant. Yeah, everyone thinks strychnine, you know, is it the bitter almonds one? I don't know, but it, it fucking kills you. Agatha Christie poison, you know, Hercule Poirot. Uh, I think this is strychnine. You know, it's you, you kill people off by giving it. But in small doses, microdosing strychnine is a stimulant. Amazing. That's so insane. Performance enhancing. So that was the first drug... Americans were the first people to dope at the Absolutely. Olympics. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. They all, the team also carried a flask of French brandy, but I assume wisely decided to not use it until they could gauge the runner's condition. Can you imagine, like, I it's had the strychnine. So like, give me some more strychnine. I don't know. <laughs> You've had enough, mate. It's a glass of brandy. <laughs> like five miles to go. I like the idea that he's drinking it out of a tumbler and he's got a cherry in it as well. I'd love watching like Paula Radcliffe do the fucking marathon and like halfway round she just chugs down like a fucking rum and coke just to get her that last way through. She got a Bacardi Breezer with like a lime in it or something. I mean, it's, it's uh, I mean, that was, what the fuck were Victorian medical, medical kits? What was in them? Poison? Brandy? And sponges with distilled water? I think that was literally it. I think you named everything. And a fucking was in saw. In <laughs> <laughs> case things go really bad, we got the saw. But that's like the final solution to it. Oh my God. This is a fucking adventure. So Laws, after recovering from his stomach cramps, emerged from an 11 mile ride on the ultimate. So he's done at least half of the marathon in the car. Oh, not quite. It's not quite half. Um, it's almost. And one of Hicks's handlers saw him and ordered him off the course, but Laws kept running and finished. 
The crowd roared and began chanting, an American one. An American one. An American, American one. An American one. <laughs> one Lee must chant. A that chant is. that has kept through <laughs> till today. <laughs> it's much better than USA. USA. It's no different. American one. An American didn't, one. Didn't they sing that when, like, um, Bin Laden got shot in the eye? <laughs> An American one. Uh, Alice Roosevelt, the 20-year-old daughter of Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy, the bull moose. Yeah. Remember Teddy? Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Teddy. Right fucking Spain and take Mexico. They don't use it. Um, the timing of this is beautiful. I love this. He placed, She placed a wreath around his head and was just about to lower the gold medal onto his neck uh, almost when <laughs> someone called an indignant halt to the proceedings with a charge that Laws was an imposter. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the cheers turned into booze of an American one. Uh, it's, it's just like modern America. They, they cheer you until they boo you. It's true, uh, it's true. Laws smiled and claimed that he had never intended to accept the honour. Just a prank, bro. <laughs> he only finished for a joke. Yeah, literally. But he got all the way up the podium with the president's daughter yeah. about to give him the medal. It's like he, about to touch his skin. He rode in a car for 11 miles. <laughs> he won it. And then he was like, oh, it's just a joke. Just a lol. Oh, my God. Hicks, now, <laughs> the guy with strychnine coursing yeah. through his blood, had grown ashen and limp. Break out the brandy. When he heard that Laws has been disqualified, though, he perked up and began walking again. His trainers gave him another dose of strychnine and egg whites, but this time used the brandy. Hey! They're like, this is it. This is the time. Get it down, you lad. Get it down, you. Uh, they fetched warm water, soaked his body. After the bathing, he appeared to revive. What, they gave him a bath? Well, bathing. They didn't actually give him a full bath. The they side of the road. Over the last two miles of the road, Hicks was running mechanically like a well-oiled piece of yeah. machinery. Come on, Hicks! But Come his on! his eyes were dull and lusterless, and his ashen face and skin had deepened in colour. His arms were white and appeared as if weights were well tied down. He could scarcely lift his legs, and his knees were stiff. He's running like a robot, man. Yeah. Did they replace him with one of those robots, those Victorian clanky robots? Imposter, sir! <laughs> oh Disqualified! God. Look, he's a robot! And they tear his face off and it's all like... Pops. It was only a prank, bro! <laughs> <laughs> oh. he, he began hallucinating, yeah. believing that the finish line was actually 20 miles away. In the last mile, he begged for something to eat, then he begged to lie down. I like the idea that he's running, he's got a mile left. He's like, I really want some chips! <laughs> And Please. The, tra the trainers are like, no chips. I just want some fucking chips. Do you want poison or brandy? <laughs> chips. <laughs> and then, so an hour, an hour passed. He swallowed two more egg whites. He walked up the last of the two hills. Why is he drinking fucking egg whites? They've got to keep him going. He jogged down the incline, swinging into the stadium. He tried to run. Come on. But his was reduced to a graceless shuffle. His trainers carried him over the line. Oh, now that's where you're like, he got carried over the line. Mm. Holding him aloft while his feet moved back and forth and he was declared the winner. Fucking hell. What a... Uh, isn't it crazy? Four doctors and another hour later, he finally felt well enough to leave the grounds. He had lost eight pounds and declared... So do you want to do it? Never in my life as I run such a touch tough course. A touch course. It doesn't literally say touch course. A touch course. 
Never in my life has I run such a touch course. The terrific hills. The terrific. They're more like inspiring terror. Maybe this meant differently then, yeah. It's like awesome means inspiring awe. Maybe horrific, he meant. Which is similar to horror, to be like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Awful comes from the same thing. Yeah, or... So awful and awesome have a very similar meaning. Yes. So terrific, terrible, horrible, horrific. Okay, Mm. horror, it doesn't work, does it? No, (laughs) still bad. Awful. (laughs) <laughs> the Maybe. awful hills the terrific hills simply tear a man to pieces so this reminds me of a story that I heard ah Pursuit Reporters Classique relatively re- linked there was an Olympian a Japanese Olympian yeah who never finished his name was Kakushisho Kanakuri okay he, he went to the 19 something Olympics a hundred years ago in Stockholm, and he never finished the marathon, okay? Okay. But the Swedish people found out this, and they got in contact with him, and they brought him back to Sweden to finish the Olympic marathon that he never finished. So he has the record longest marathon time. But why? Of 54 years. Why did they, and also... Read the article. How much did he have left to run? Because if he's 54 years older... Yeah. But sometimes these, sometimes men in their seventies are doing marathons. Oh yeah, like no, let's not mention him. How's <laughs> about that, man? <laughs> no, we definitely can't mention him. Definitely, like, you go to any, you watch any marathon. There's loads of old fuckers there doing old stuff, isn't there? Look, 1911, right? So okay. a twenty-year-old student from Tokyo Higher Normal School named. Shiso Kanakuri, but sometimes spelled Shizo Kanaguri. Sure. Crikey. So that, no wonder they spent 54 years tracking him down. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, he was a runner, and there was a belief that at the time, perspiration made runners tired, you see. So he didn't drink water and did, didn't very, wasn't very sweaty. So they're like, you're the least sweaty man. <laughs> Off you go to the marathon. <laughs> And so he went. That's astonishing. He went to Sweden and he turned up, and I don't think he even had any like shoes. Oh I my think, god! I think he didn't have like any idea. He never left Japan. Didn't have any before. shorts. Didn't have any clothes at all. He was fully nude. Fully no one nude. met him. He didn't know anyone there. No one spoke any Japanese. He didn't speak any Swedish or anything like this. He got himself onto the course. Um, and how does this go? how does this go? He got sick. Look, he got he even got ill as soon as he got there. Um, it was 32 degrees, so it was really hot in Sweden as well. That's hot for Sweden. Um, runners have been surprised by his footwear. He wore tabby, the two-toed canvas shoes worn by workers on construction sites. Jesus Christ, those things. So he's got some flip-flops on, right? Um, but he collapsed from, from overheating, extreme overheating at 27 kilometres. Uh, and, and, and didn't finish. But apparently only half the people finished anyway. 27 kilometres, and a marathon's 26-ish miles. So five divided by eight is, it's kilometres five-eighths five of a mile. I know, it's a really awkward number. What? Yeah, so divide 27 by five, so what's <clears> that, five and a half, and then times that by eight, so... Wait, isn't it the other way around? Kilometres to no, miles? No, yeah, it's, sorry, it's divided by so eight. So divided by eight, so what's that, three, three. and a half? So it's... Times that by five. So 15, 17, 17 and a half. 
Okay, so you still had... 17 and a half miles eight, in. Eight or nine miles left. Right, yeah. So we did all right in yeah. a foreign country. Good effort. So why did they invite him back? What the fuck is going on? Okay, so there was only 86 people. So he was so dispirited by his failure that he never... Oh, he was 68. Too, he was too guilty. He never even filled in the proper paperwork. And oh. they and he he just dis, went he disappeared. Oh no! And he found his way home somehow, but he ran. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> maybe it took him fifty-four fucking years to get home. Yeah. Shit. Well, it, back in 1904, I don't know how you get from fucking Japan to Sweden. Shit. Jesus, probably took him twenty-seven years to get home, to run home. And then there was like a phone call and it said, you got to come back and finish the marathon. <laughs> he runs back. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, yeah. And, and, and he thought he brought shame to his, his countrymen, you see. Um, he, was, he was incredibly crushed oh, about it. God. And he, he marked himself as missing. So he, they thought he'd gone missing. Right. Um, and, they mar- and they didn't know and he never finished. Okay, so he was preparing for the Berlin Olympics, which is four years later. Then there was the First World War, so that didn't happen. Oh, right, so he was going to go back for the Berlin Olympics, but didn't. And then in 1924, he competed in Paris, but then had to give up halfway through. Again? God, he was just he couldn't handle Europe. And then in 1967... When he was 75 years old... 75! Uh, they wanted him to come back and and finish finish off because he'd become known as the missing marathoner the man who had vanished without a trace in 1912 oh my god and uh he completed it in 54 years and uh, he was like he said totally up for this it was a long trip along the <clears> way <throat> i got married had six children and 10 grandchildren did he how many peaches did he eat well i'm assuming quite a lot probably yeah, yeah. more than that Cheeky Spanish guy who stole the peaches. What a fucking ride. (laughs) (laughs) What ho, Simon? You good people, welcome back to Peculiar Portions Class Cheek Edition. Where we go through stories of the contemporary stories. Oh yes, uh, from the, from where we are of the time. Now, yes, there's interesting, weird stuff going over there. Peculiarities, I call them, peculiar necessities, miscellanies of the weird and wonderful. And we're going to spectacle-take them, spagogitate, and no, examine them. Not spectacles, it's molecules. Monoculate. We're going to moleculate it. Yes, and and mull on those, emollinate. On those things, what we do none now look at. Good so, goodness me. So this story, Lewis, this is from today's newspaper. Wow. If you'd like to look at it, this is today's newspaper that I found. I haven't seen this yet. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> the I boy's know. not been round. I know. Oh, Daph. He's not been round. Daph, have you not brought a newspaper round? Have they naughty boy? Have they naughty boy, sir? Why did you put your hand in the way? Oh, protecting Daph. You actually you were. were. <laughs> you were trying to protect... <laughs> It's not even real, Lewis! It's not even real! Oh, the abuse that I suffer at the hands of this show for you good people. I hope you appreciate it. 
Fuck. Look at that hat there. Look at that. New bl new blends of brown in soft hats for town. See that there? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, you like hats, do you? Well, this is where I got mine from. It was, um, oh. it was old browns on 44th and 16th. Can't help but notice it's a... F it's a felt hat. What's wrong with a felt hat, sir? It's the best, finest felt of all. Uh, duck felt. Finest duck felt, ever feel. Oh, yes. It is absolutely, without a doubt, 100% duck felt. Well, I... Um, Mine's, um... Shh, don't say, because he's right here. Mine's swan pubes. <laughs> very soft. Very soft, very downy. I love to wipe my ass with those. Wherever yes. I can, it's a very yes. luxuriant feeling on my bottom. Oh, my God, it is, sir, it is. Swan and gooseneck. I love a gooseneck. So this story here, up here, sir, up here, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Well, I'll zoom we in. Here we go. Straw hat smashing orgy. Bears heads from Battery to Bronx. What does that mean? I can't understand these modern language. This modern day slang. <laughs> what are they talking about? Such nonsense. Straw hat smashing orgy. Okay, so there's there is some uh, a little bit of backstory. Is right. Is this is an old edition. <laughs> yes. Yesterday's newspaper. So there's a tradition. Of the time, of this time that we're in right now. Yes. In that during the summer, you wear a straw hat, a boater hat, okay, for the hot summer months. And then come the fall, as they call it, instead of autumn. When the leaves come down. Then you switch over to your felt hats. Ah. <clears throat> and there was an actual riot over people not wanting to switch from straw hats to felt hats. Right. And this is the actual newspaper of the time, saved for posterity. I mean, today's newspaper, hot off the presses. <laughs> from When was it? 1922? <laughs> this year? <laughs> Stores do thriving business, but many youthful marauders are arrested and seven are spanked. At They're spanked! They're getting good spanking! Spanked at the station by irate parents. Spanked! What the fuck is this? I don't understand at all what's happening. <laughs> this is how people used to talk. <laughs> what do you mean? So I, I'm still clueless about what's happened. So some boys... Okay. So, okay, we have to... Maybe you'll understand it if I read it. Please do. Okay. Boys who are guided by the calendar rather than by the weather, and most of all by their own troublemaking proclivities, indulged in a straw hat smashing orgy throughout the city last night. A dozen or more were arrested and seven were spanked ignominiously by their parents in the East 104th Street police station by order of the lieutenant at the desk. So the lieutenant ordered parents to spank, like it, which I think means, like, it could mean hitting with a stick even. Not, oh, God. not bare bottom spanking, not actually beating them. Right. Um, okay, that makes it better. Because I can't imagine my, you know, going to a police station saying, I'm sorry, sir, uh, you know, someone ringing up, getting a phone call. Your yeah. son's been arrested. Uh, hello, 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 sir. I'll cover your ring. Uh, sir, your son, I've picked him up on the street. He's been arrested for having a straw hat smashing orgy. Him and a load of other boys have been having an orgy with each other. I'm s smashing up <laughs> no. their straw hats. It's not a sex thing. No? Not my son. He wouldn't, he doesn't even know what a sex is. We're going to need you to come. He's never had a boner. S sir, please calm down. 
We're going to need you to come How dare you? to the How station. How dare you say that? Right now and pick him up because we can't keep, we haven't got enough cells. We've got loads of boys arrested for being in this orgy and we need you to come down and spank him. I'm sorry? You need you to come down to the station and spank him in front of everyone. Can't so you that, spank him? So that we know he's learned I'm his very lesson. busy. <laughs> well, we can... I want you to spank my son. Well, listen, sir, we could we could spank him, yeah, but we're going to need you to come and sign a document which says it's okay for us to do the spanking. Okay, that sounds fair and legit. Okay. So if you come down to the station, you could either do the spanking yourself. We provide spanking sticks. Okay. And spanking cake. I've already got my own. We can provide you with a slipper. Okay. Uh, uh, what else do you use for a newspaper? We've got the one from today. I find uh, ping pong bats are very good. <laughs> I read somewhere. Yeah, the rubber of the rubber surface yes. gets good connection yeah. and doesn't leave too 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 many marks. That's what I use on my son. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, Mick, oh, no. my eyes popped out. Oh, no. What a story. I love it. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much the story. So what, they just, smashed up, over... they just smashed up their straw hats, did they? they in, were, in hat shops. There were people that were angry about hats. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a sign of the times. What they needed was a good world war. That would have gotten all those youths straight. There's even, like, um, basically the police officers were also getting their hats knocked off. Oh. By straw-hatted hoodlums. Well, they get you shot these days. So they <laughs> probably would, actually. <laughs> not in the UK. Not in the UK, but in certain places. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, because the obviously the policemen wore felt hats. Right. In the shape of a, a lady's tit. Right. And the straw-hatted hooligans would come along and knock off their hats. Right. Uh, because they... Only wanted people to wear straw hats. Because it's the season. Because it was still warm. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, it's not time to change over yet or whatever. Weird times. A hundred years ago, this happened. I mean, yesterday this happened. Strange times we live in. It is strange times indeed. Well, what's else? What's on page two of the newspaper? Let's find out. Oh, no, it's, it's page three I'm interested in, Lewis. <laughs> you can see this lady's ankles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But how big can the female get before they're unfuckable? Unfuckable. Uh, so this is this isn't like um, contemporary. This is okay. This is what are you fucking talking about? We're doing peculiar portions of really old stuff. We can't, we're not going to dress up like everyone from every... We're not going to be medieval for just one like little bit of a story and then be like wearing Roman clothes. It's more like, um, you know, we've had... We've been out to... Um, uh, we, we've been out to a restaurant, our local favourite restaurant. A gentleman's Club. I No, no, that's where we're at now. Ah. We've already been out. We had a lovely smashing slap-up meal. You had the veal. It's your favourite. And uh, you had the tripe and onions. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> was a good meal. You had, yeah... Oh, bread and butter pudding. Oh, you had spotted dick. Spotted dick. Well, and then, that wasn't for dessert. Because <laughs> antibiotics hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. And now we're back here in our gentleman's club and we're, we're telling tales from history. Yes, with our pipes and our tea and our dog and our canes and our strychnine oh. and our cocaine oh, and all of the good mm. stuff which we'd get fucking wasted every night where we talk about bloody women and 
and, and the war and politics and blah, the financial and old pit the younger. <laughs> I say down with suffrage. Get those women back into the uh, into the sewing Cut! house. Cut! Cut! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So this is this is these are stories of weird deaths. Oh, good. And this one in particular caught my eye. This was a, a Viking who was living in Scotland. Sigurd Einsteinson. Yeah. See, the Scottish did end up taking quite a lot of uh, Scottish. The Vikings did take quite a lot of Scotland. Yes. They lived there for quite a long time. They did. Yeah. Um, so during this period of history in the ninth century, um, Sigurd the Mighty. So I think as it was, he was like. So he was the second Earl of Orkney. I think he was like like also like a prince, but he didn't want to be a prince, and he was like actually a bit pissed off with life. Right. Um, and he had an attitude basically. He didn't really, you know, he's a, a renegade. Didn't play by the rules. He was an asshole. He was an asshole. Um, so he challenged a local leader um, called Mailbricht. God knows how that's pronounced. Right. So he said, okay, a 40-man battle. Um, instead of a duel, which is boring. A 40-man battle. Yeah. This fucking guy's got an amazing idea. So a 40-man battle, you think that's 20 men against 20 men. A 40-man battle. No, a 40-man battle is 40 men versus 40 men. Well, that's what I thought. So you would okay. have only bought 20, would you? I would have. You would have been fucked, mate. Well, no, not if I was this guy. He brought 80. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. To Why? a 40-man battle. <laughs> shit. What? So he just che cheated? <laughs> he just cheated. Um, so he completely... He, he killed all of the men, all of the guy's men, and the leader he killed. He cut off the leader's head, tied it to his saddle... Right. Rode home in glorious victory, but his... The head of his enemy, a tooth bit his thigh, and that wound got infected, well, so and he died. He tied it to his horse, and as it was bouncing around, yeah. the it, tooth it scratched chomped. him. <coughs> well, there's a lot of bacteria in the human mouth. Don't want to get bitten. No, but isn't that absurd? So he got killed by a man that he had killed earlier in the day. It, it, yeah. Well, yeah. That's so. Technically, he got killed by. A zombie. Or I got... think, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, that's right, right? He got zombified. They call it a revenant. A re revenant? A revenant. It's actually really difficult. To... He returned from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Wow, what are these other weird deaths? Do we know what are these ones? Are, they, are there any of them interesting? Um, so this is... You're going to like this one. I've heard of Edmund Ironside. You've heard of him? From, you, you see like a list of kings, don't you? Like British kings or whatever. Okay. He sounds like a British king that I recognise. But was he? Um, Edmund II. He's really only remembered for how he died. Oh dear. Like Elvis, he died on the toilet at oh. just 26 years old. From an assassin hiding in the privy. In the privy. I guess... In the hole. Maybe. Maybe he was in the hole. I mean... It... Stabbed him in the arse. Did he? Yeah, actually stabbed in the arse. Oh, what a way to go. Um, oh, when you, when you sit on the loo, you expect things to go out, not in. Yeah, generally speaking. Did he get shit in the face as he was stabbing him to death, do you think? The assassin? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, the poo got in his eye and he lost both of his eyes. 
That's a lot. And he was known as the Blind Assassin. Ooh, that's cool. But did that go into the Assassin's Creed game? Uh, no, that it specifically says at the end of the paragraph, I doubt Ubisoft is going to make Assassin's Creed players do that. I mean, this is um, old. This is how old um, Tyrion died in old Game of Thrones, didn't he? He got shot in the bog. Not, it was. I mean, George R. R. Martin took a lot of um, inspiration from history, so I wouldn't be surprised if the first draft he didn't nick it. He, honestly, I reckon the first rest draft of these had Tyrion be... spoiler stabbing his father. Well, he was the, quite small, wasn't he? So he could have gotten in there. Oh my god! Tycho Brahe, did he die weird? Oh god. So he was a Danish astronomer, yeah. He yeah. was quite famous. So what was he famous for, Lewis? I didn't he um, do some celestial observations or something? He, he looked at, he saw something, he saw, he saw the, well, the planets or something. He'd done something important. What did he do? Do you know? Didn't he have like a nose made of bronze or something? Was he the one that had the nose made of bronze? He had like syphilis or something, his nose fell off. And then he had like a metal nose put in. God, it's very jaw, very... Um, very like James Bond kind of villain, isn't it? To have a metal nose. Gold nose. Exactly. I mean, that's like, it's an easy way for idiots to tell who's the bad guy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's true. He's got yeah. a metal nose. He looks weird. So, Tycho Brahe was at a party. Do you reckon you'd be able to like headbutt someone really well with a metal nose? So if I remember this story correctly. It's like knuckle dusters only on your face. If I remember this story correctly, I think he was, it was like the Danish king. There was a dinner party. And it's rude to get up before the king gets up. So everyone had to remain sitting until the king stood up to leave. And then other people could leave their seats. I think that's how it was. But that might be apocryphal. So so he, he was... He needed to piss desperately. Couldn't go. Held it in. And then got a kidney or bladder infection. That meant that he then couldn't pee at all. Oh my god. And then and he 11, swelled up like a balloon. Eleven days later, he died. He exploded. Popped. Ugh. He popped to death. Ugh. What a terrible What's way worse, to die. That or the being stamped by a dagger? No, look, it says he got in a, two jewels that cost him his nose. He jeweled people. Oh, that was the thing. He jeweled people to get he got, got his nose cold. Oh, maybe that's just what he told people. Well, he had it syphilis. Was, <laughs> no, no, he had syphilis. Oh, right. Like, oh, yeah, I, Oh, I fought a man in a duel. I killed the guy. Oh, I sure showed him, but I lost my nose. And my cock. I'm a great hero. I got oh, a metal yeah. cock as well. <laughs> Don't worry about that rash. That was in a duel. He stabbed me a lot of times around my groin oh, area. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. Christ. What a guy. I mean, a there guy. was a thing where um, there was this thing called hold your pee for a wee. Hold your wee for a wee. What? Which they did in America. To win a WII. Yeah, to win a Nintendo Wii. And yeah. the, one of the women doing it died. Yeah, I mean... Because you can die of holding your Wii. You're not supposed to just hold your bodily functions for extended periods of time. No, it can be very damaging. Yeah. Did they sue the shit out of Nintendo or whoever it was that held the company? It would have been Nintendo. I think it was. I Nintendo don't, I don't do that. Know. You can't say fuck in their she game. She was dead so as gets, well. She was dead. I send, I send letters. Unless she was a zombie. I send letters to Nightjar and Jane that say fuck and that gets bleeped out. What? <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, mum. I'm killing a copper. <laughs> like, come on. Come on, Stephen. you got to go to school. Fuck off, Mum! I'm, I'm shanking a prostitute! Fuck you, Mum! Simon, 
Do you hear, hear about the, this man I was reading about? His name's Timothy Dexter. Timothy Dexter? Never he, heard of him. He was an eccentric American like, like oh, did fellow. You, did you go to, uh, you went to boarding school? Oh, I knew him, him. yes, of oh, course. Yes. You knew him as well, old Timmy. Oh, old, old Timmy Boo. Dexter. Oh, Timmy remember, Boo Dexter. Do you remember when we said that he should make money by shipping coal? To Newcastle. Oh, yes, it, it was a jape. Well, yes, we it was a jape. We but, were like, you fool. Because, of course, they, they dig coal up in Newcastle. That was the joke. And so... That's where you get coal from. Do you know what, though? He did it. What? He dug in... What, only, ah, what a bloody idiot. I bet he lost a fortune, well, didn't no, he? And we're, Weirdly enough, when the ship arrived, they were on bloody strike, weren't they? So he didn't have any fucking coal. What? And so he made an absolute killing what? on that fucking coal. Could you believe it? His cargo was sold at a premium. Unbelievable. So do you know what I then did? Do you know what I then told him? What did you tell him? I told him he could make money if he shipped gloves all the way to the South Sea Islands. That's right. That's a bit random, isn't That's it? Weird. Why did you well, some that? practical joke has told him that. Oh, you wanted him to piss off for a while? No, I, because in the South Sea Islands, they don't need gloves, apparently, because no one who lives fucking there or something. So okay. he was selling all these luxury gloves off to the South Sea Islands where no one lives. He must have lost uh, all of his fortune. Well, he probably would have done, but only when he got there, he happened to meet up with some Portuguese boats who were taking him only to China, so they bought him off of a premium. They were like, we desperately need gloves. Well, uh, no, I can't believe world. it. I can't believe it. So do you know what I also... I told him then... You should sell a load of stray cats what? to the Caribbean islands. Okay, that seems really awkward. You can't make a profit out of that. No! Apparently he did. What? I know, and also I did said... Did they have a rat problem? Why don't you sell Bibles to the East Indies? Well, there's, there's no Christians there. That's right, but it turns out the missionaries were in desperate need of some Bibles. They had a rat infestation. What are the odds? <laughs> so all of those stray cats and Bibles were very sold at a premium. By, by this time, he probably had at least a hundred pounds. I know. Goodness. And so just... A hundred air. So when, I, we went, when I went over to his house, it turned out he'd accidentally ordered a whole load of whalebone, thinking he could use them. I don't know what he was holding it for. Anyway, okay. he ended up selling it profitably as a support material for corsets. Can you oh, believe yeah, it? Oh, yeah, whalebone corsets. Yeah, it's very famous. Yes. <laughs> so I'm wearing one now. Could you tell? Look how smelt it makes me. It's amazing. So, bloody hell, this man, despite all of these terrible investments, terrible business ideas, which Practical Jokers told him to do... Do you need me to scroll down, old chap? He made money every bloody time. Scroll Sorry, down. Scroll down, old chap. There we go. So what fucking happened? Um, yes, yeah, so he bought a huge house uh, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And then he started telling visitors his wife had died. Oh, no. Despite the fact that she was still alive. Ooh. And that the woman Ooh, who frequented the building, bringing in the shopping and stuff, was just her ghost. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Timmy, I bought a pheasant for dinner. It's your favourite. And don't worry about that. That's just a ghost. Um, it turns out there's a pheasant downstairs. We should go and eat it, gentlemen. It just magically appeared, cooked. How strange. Uh, good. Anyway, crikey, my, my, Bob, Charlie. So anyway, he was quite eccentric. He decorated his house with minarets, a golden eagle, a mausoleum for himself, and 40 wooden statues of famous men. Oh, that's nice. Well, uh, at least he spent the money, you know, in a good way. Yes, he wasted it all on wooden statues of famous <laughs> men, which have no Why doubt wooden? decayed Why in the meantime. Wooden? 
Um, at age 50, he wrote a book called A Pickle for the Knowing Ones or Plain Truth. In a oh, was he a fan dress. of Rick and Morty? Have you heard, Lewis? He turns himself into a pickle. A pickle. Funniest thing I ever seen. Oh. <laughs> a pickle. A man. A pickle. A man turns himself oh, into a pickle. pickle. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so fucking well. Here we go. Oh my god. So that was that was Timothy Dexter. What about when he faked his own death, Lewis? Don't worry about that. Do you remember when he faked his own death? He was an eccentric man. To see how people would react, and well. three thousand people showed up. And then he noticed his wife didn't cry. Uh, <laughs> and then he caned her. Well, a bloody good show. Where's my cane? That's what I would have done. Bloody cane. Given the age. I'm bloody not crying. I died, you bitch. I died. Exactly. I bet she cried then, that night. Well, sure what I keep in my cane. Some men keep swords in their canes. What have you got in yours, old chap? Skittles. <laughs> Do you, though? <laughs> Delicious Skittles. Oh, yes. Do you? Oh, oh lovely. <laughs> there weren't any Skittles in there. He's mad. I've, I've eaten them all. I finished them off earlier. Oh, my God. Mm. All right, that's, that's enough of that. 